Well, good afternoon and uh, happy Friday afternoon here at Georgia Southwestern. This is uh, Neil Weaver and welcome to the What's in the Cup podcast. What a beautiful day, beautiful week. Uh, right after midterms, the, I guess the, the, the midterm uh, slowdown is upon us. We've got made it through that first round of serious tests. We're back into the groove of taking classes. We're still a few uh, few weeks away from Halloween and Thanksgiving, and really thinking about finals. And so, what a just a good attitude, good uh, vibe on campus right now. And uh, so, so good day to talk about uh, what's in the cup, and a good day to talk about how we're doing at the university. And uh, I've got a special guest with us here today, the head coach of our women's basketball team, Justin Payne. Uh, glad to have you with us, coach. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like in athletics in this crazy world of COVID and uh, how you get a team ready and, and some of the uh, challenges that you're facing. And uh, so we're looking forward to that conversation as well. But uh, we, we, uh, we, we know there's a lot that goes into this more than just X's and O's. And so we look forward to that conversation. Uh, I want to start today with some really great news about uh, the work that has been done to grow enrollment here at the university. Uh, the University System of Georgia pulled our final fall enrollment number uh, earlier this week, I think on Wednesday. And our number that we turned in for headcount enrollment was 3,162 uh, students. That is a spectacular uh, improvement over last year, 7.2% growth uh, overall, and about a 17 or 18% increase in our freshman class, about 18%, I think it was 16% in our graduate programs. So I want to thank everybody that is involved with that it takes uh, it takes all of us working together uh, through all of the preview days through all of the storm days through all the financial aid questions and the registration and the and just advising it takes it's an amazing uh, amount of effort and attention to detail and uh, that number is as we all know very important to uh, any university and it's certainly important to us as uh, we continue to deal with the fallout from COVID and the budget impact that that will have on our institution over the next couple of years. And so the ability to communicate growth and to not only generate additional tuition revenue, but uh, that also brings with it uh, some additional state uh, support. And so that's a terrific, terrific work and I want to congratulate everybody who was involved with that. Now, now that I've said all of that, <laughs> tomorrow we have the very first preview day for next year. So coach, just like you, don't get a day off from recruiting. <laughs> and you know, the second the season is over, you start thinking about the next one. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're starting recruiting uh, for next year's freshman class. It's actually already started, uh, but first preview day of the year is tomorrow morning on campus, and so it will have uh, we'll have a group of freshmen and their parents uh, and their families on campus tomorrow. So as, as soon as we announce the end of one, we start on the next one, and we're looking forward to it. It's always uh, exciting preview days. It's fun to see the excitement. 
uh, and the anticipation on those students' faces as they start to see a new future for themselves. And so we're looking forward to that. I uh, want to announce, uh, and I think I've said this before, I just want to make sure everybody understands and is uh, certain, we are going to have in-person commencement ceremonies this this fall. Uh, I think December 12th is the date of commencement, and we'll be welcoming back those students who uh, were not able to graduate in person in the spring if they would like to come back. And we will also be, uh, as usual, inviting the summer graduates to join us for the fall ceremony. And uh, we are going through that process now of, of identifying and communicating with those individuals. We're identifying the total number of ceremonies. Obviously, we'll be social distanced and we will make some adjustments to make sure that we can provide a safe environment. But we will have in-person commencement ceremonies. It's a special day. Uh, and culturally, I think our campus just believes that we should be together and that we should invest in each other's times and our lives. And so I'm looking forward to that ceremony, those ceremonies. Um, and I also want to remind everyone that enrollment for spring and summer classes begins next week. Um, if you are uh, students, you can check your RAIN account to find out what day you are eligible to register on. That includes uh, the winter intercession and the May mester. So uh, I hope that you are preparing for that and uh, for all of our faculty and staff advisors out there, uh, make sure that you have a chance to visit with those students so that they uh, know what they need to get enrolled in. I'm sure there are some classes that fill up very fast and uh, those students who need those classes need to get right on uh, the ball right off the start, right? Yeah. Coach always has a few players that need oh, yeah. need in those uh, classes that fill up fast, Most right? Definitely, that's right. And that's uh, right. when you when you have to think about in the spring, particular for basketball uh, travel, yeah, and uh, making sure you get the classes on the days and the times you need them, it's it's, uh, it's extremely really important. important. It really extremely is important, and we're on it. Yeah, and we yeah. want the students to to be in class as much as possible, exactly. and so sometimes being in a Monday at eight o'clock class or a two, you know, if you guys are going to travel yeah. on certain days yeah, at yeah. certain times, yeah. uh, making sure you get the right classes Most is definitely. important. And uh, I remember, and I'm sure you remember, uh, coming back from some road trips uh, and the bus arrives at one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, the coach wants to know, uh, why you aren't in the eight o'clock class yeah, uh, and you said so you better or you better show up um yes and i always wondered why the coach wasn't sleeping at yeah. you know uh, yeah. but i always think they I, I always think they had another coach uh sleeping or something so yeah, that they could get us exactly right but um <laughs> You know, sometimes those bus trips do get in late. Yeah. yeah and uh, so we want to make sure we have the right classes so that we don't put any students in a bind. Uh, but anyway, that, that starts next week. So I hope everybody is uh, paying attention and, and getting prepared uh, for that. So um, those are some of the things coming up. We'll talk about some of the uh, other items, but I want to get to, I want to spend some time talking with coach here, uh, about some of the uniqueness of, of this year, right? Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, normally by this time of the year, you would have started practice. Yeah. yeah. You would be thinking about your first game and Those knowing scrimmages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so at this point, 
where are we on just practice? Where yeah, so uh, practice right now, we're just still in preseason mode, um, which is uh, four hours of uh, basketball work, uh, individuals and skill work, and four hours of weights and conditioning. So we, uh, NCAA Division Two has come out, they set a date for November 1st, start of practice. So we are extremely excited about that. And uh, right now we've just been, you know, it's a unique year. So we've been treating our skill workouts with more of a team concept so that we aren't behind the, the eight ball, I guess you can say, yeah. when the season starts. Yeah. So we already kind of put some times together where we got 10 minutes uh, for each player planned out through, throughout the uh, week where we can do individual skill work. And then we can use the bulk or the majority of our time together on a few days. And yeah. um, that has uh, the plan. Uh, we broke it down and the plan has worked, I think, extremely well. We had uh, two great practices uh, yesterday and today where it's really coming together. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for the season. So. Yeah. Well, now, so I guess I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about, and this really is not so much about your particular team, but in general, you're you're a coach that every year you've got to take care of a team, and you've got a group of girls, uh, women that that are here to go to school and play the game, and uh, and this year we didn't get to start practice when we thought yeah. we were going to. We we still don't know exactly how many games we're going to play <laughs> exactly. or when those games might right. start. Right. So how do you deal with their emotional uh preparation and their you know how do you keep them motivated to stay you know because you guys yeah. work hard when yeah. you work right yeah. and yeah. and so you know, our other students non-athlete students they need to stay motivated yeah. too i mean how do you how do you go about talking with the players about look we got to keep going we don't we may not know all the things that we're supposed to know but let's keep going how do you deal with that yeah so i think it started early on with with just our conversations uh we started back when um when COVID or when we originally found out COVID was amongst amongst us and we departed from the university, uh, high school seniors didn't really get to graduate. They departed from their high schools. We started right away with a, a group chat uh, for our team and we really, really came together. We did Zoom calls. We constantly uh, were communicating with one another and just wanted them to know uh, we, we need to stay together in times like this. So when we actually got to arrive uh, back to campus, uh, which we, we were all thankful <laughs> that we can come back you know, to campus and be together, it was easy. Everybody was so grateful just to, to be around each other, not even worrying about you know, when do we actually practice, uh, when do games really start. But just to, to be around one another and just to have the camaraderie uh, that we initiated uh, when we separated. Right. Uh, so just, I think. But how long does that last, right? I mean, yeah, now, yeah. You're, now you're a couple months in. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's kind of wear off at some point, right? It, 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 I don't know. It has, but we just kept them engaged with different things. Of course, we socially distanced, had our mask on and everything like that. But, you know, we just kept them involved with uh, certain uh team meetings we do uh 
every we do a family Friday every Friday we do verse of the week every week keeping them in, engaged and involved with team activities uh, vision boards with with Miss Payne you know so we we've, we've been doing a lot just to keep them engaged um, within our culture and and then just getting them involved as well as uh, in extracurricular activities within the school and everything yeah. like that so yeah. You know, again, I just, you know, having those conversations with them just to just to be grateful that we're here, you yeah, know, you, and I know you talk to, you know, obviously you have coaching peers and colleagues here at Georgia Southwestern, but I know, you know, coaches uh, across the country. Have you been involved or had any conversations with folks about what are you doing to keep your team motivated? Yes. What are you doing? And, you know, how 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 are coaches talking about yeah. this environment? Yeah, the same thing, like team activities, keeping them engaged because big. You know, at first, when we first got here was uh, you couldn't like you couldn't practice for like three weeks. Right. And that's been kind of the same with everybody across Division One level. Got a bunch of friends and in, in Division One. Uh, but at all levels, you, you couldn't practice right away. So it was just keeping them involved, keeping them in motiv motivated. Uh, we had community service things. Uh, academics making sure that they're caught up academically just because it is a unique year you know a lot of online classes so different things like that and just you know uh sticking together through times like this is you know just the most important thing so yeah. we just really try to rally around one another yeah. and just be grateful that again that we're around one another and you know that's it's interesting, you know, our fall sports, soccer, uh, both of our soccer teams, they, their seasons were completely, completely canceled. canceled. And uh, you, you all, at the, end of, at the end of your season last year, uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, you, you hadn't qualified for the conference tournament. Correct. So your season actually did end. Right. Uh, but some, some teams didn't get to finish. Right. And so uh, the idea that things were left undone or that you didn't get to do something uh, it seems like a, a tough challenge for yeah. young people who exactly. really they have a limited time that they can do this right there's yeah. a certain number of years that you're yeah. allowed to do this yeah. and if you miss a game or miss a you know you feel like something was taken exactly. away from you exactly and uh, that's tough yeah those years go by quick and I they, felt like I was just in their shoes I know it <laughs> yeah. I know it now I'm married with two kids and um Leading my own team. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, yeah. It makes but, it, it, it does go fast and it's hard to tell them yeah. how quickly it goes yeah. uh, and what kind of memories they'll take. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to communicate that uh, I, you know, I may remember a game or two <laughs> from my college career. Uh, but I certainly remember a lot of the bus trips That's and, right. uh, the, camaraderie. and, and the hanging out yes. and the practices and the, you know, some of the goofy stuff exactly, we did, exactly. uh, those memories are stronger yeah. than any Th one than of the, the games. wins or losses. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, so that idea of keeping them engaged and connected is uh, such a valuable part of what exactly. they're here for. Exactly. And that's one thing that we just, like I said, that, uh, you know, we really try to really hone in on with all of this is just being grateful that like, y'all look, we're actually together now rather than, you know, when we, when COVID first hit, we were separated and, only could do it through text messages and zoom now we're in the classroom together socially distanced but we're together yeah you know and able to do things together so that's that's a blessing right there within itself and i think that has I'm, i really believe our kids are really really grateful for that yeah. you know I, I see it every day they're just happy to be 
just happy to be here, not at home, you know, not right. doing anything. That's We're right. at school, you know. That's right. Yeah. You know, and that's and it's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is uh, I have I have put together a uh, a post pandemic task force made up of faculty uh, and staff from across the campus. Uh, about twenty five members of this task force. We will start meeting on October thirtieth. And we're going to have some of these discussions along this line. The, the, we, have, we have students that are here, and your players may be some of these students, who are, uh, who are here on campus doing things, but they may be taking all of their classes or a majority of their classes in a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. But yet they still want to be here. Yeah. There's great value in being together, in being engaged in the other activities associated with higher education, the, the leadership development, the teamwork, the, the learning how to get along with other yes. people, the yes. problem solving yes. that comes from these uh, organizations and, and teams and things that people are uh, able to be involved in. And so we're going to really talk about what does... What does the university look like after COVID? What have we learned? Um, what technologies have we adopted? What teaching methods have we embraced that we want to keep, yeah. that we think are valuable, that open the doors for other experiences mm. that we didn't think we had time for before? Yeah. And, uh, and it's gonna, I hope it will be really uh, enlightening uh, conversations. I think it will be uh, uh, good for us to see all the different perspectives of how students are interacting with the campus and how faculty are interacting with students in classes uh, and what doors they see opening as a result of COVID. I know we've talked a lot, uh, both on on the podcast, but in our personal lives about all the all the negative effects of most, COVID. Most uh, what are the positives? What did we learn? What did we develop? What did we, uh, what are we going to come out on the other side and say, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't have figured this out yeah. or we weren't using it the way we're using it. And so hopefully there'll be some things that we can take from this that will help us uh, both from a budgetary perspective, but also in f- creating uh, the kind of institution, the kind of university that's even more engaged with students as we go forward. So I'm really looking forward to those uh, conversations. We'll be meeting every Friday between uh, October 30th and our uh, Thanksgiving holiday and uh, get a sense of of what kind of things we can investigate and uh, think about here at the university. want to remind everybody that we have not made any changes to our academic calendar. We are still expecting to come back to campus following the Thanksgiving holiday and finish our classes in person, finish finals uh, as they were scheduled in our uh, course schedules. And uh, and then of course, as I mentioned before, have in-person commencement ceremonies. So I know there has been some uh, talk and some some other schools have made decisions to not come back to campus after Thanksgiving, but but we are coming back and uh, we are fortunate that our campus environment remains uh, safe. I think this week we had one uh, employee that was that is out due to uh, either positive test or being uh, exposed and we had three students. Uh, in in one or 
one of those two categories. And so uh, we, are, we are fortunate that that is the case. Uh, we're also fortunate if you look at the map of Georgia, I look uh, just about every day at the Georgia Department of Public Health and it shows county by county the incidences of COVID-19 and um, the, all around us, you see gray counties, which means we're at the lowest possible level uh, in our region. And uh, I think five of the seven re the counties that connect to Sumter County are in the gray category. We're very light yellow here in Sumter County, so we're getting close. I, I hope we've turned gray here in a few uh, days. We're certainly moving in that direction. But uh, so we're fortunate and we're going to take advantage of that fortune as long as we can and so we'll be back here in person uh, after thanksgiving i uh, want to remind everybody that uh, and i know this will surprise some folks that we do have an election coming up uh, on november the third if you hadn't heard about that let me remind you that we are voting uh, not only for president of the united states but a few other offices as well uh, we have a university policy and a system policy that allows employees to take two hours off to vote if polls are open or, or polls are not open two hours after you get off work or if they are not open two hours before you come to work. So uh, if you need to take advantage of that um, opportunity, please let us know. Uh, talk with HR and your supervisor to make sure that that gets done. But I just want to encourage everyone to uh, vote and participate and to uh, make sure that you don't miss this opportunity to have a say in uh, what happens both locally and nationally. We have school board, uh, we have state house elections, state senate elections. Um, Obviously, uh, we have federal, uh, both, uh, both Senate and um, House and uh, President. So there's all kinds of things to vote for. Um, no telling how long that ballot is going to be. But that's coming up. Uh, obviously, early voting is happening now. You cannot take time off from work to do early, early voting. But if you want to do early voting, uh, I'm sure that would be fine if you'd like to vote early and as many times as they'll let you, I would suggest you give that a shot as well. Um, Coach, your team, if I remember this right, they did something. I can't, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter or uh, is there something? TikTok. 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 <laughs> and uh, they, they made a little video and it like exploded, right? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, for picture day. They decided to do um, this little video in their, uh, in their jerseys, um, which clearly shows our canes on the front yeah. <laughs> and, and our beautiful storm dome in the back. And um, uh, as of a few days ago, we were up past 850,000 viewers. Oh my god. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. What makes it so unique? I mean, I've seen it. I, I, I mean, they're you know, fun. I, I, I get don't it. I don't I really don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I guess just cuz they're happy and just yeah. y'all just I don't know. It was like I thought it was just like a regular dance. I guess I'm getting kind of old. <laughs> but I was like, man, it's just a regular dance. They look like they're having fun. I love the video. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I do too. But I was like, wow, you know, for 850,000 viewers to, That's great. to click on it. And then it, 
it surpassed, I think, over 300,000 likes. So yeah. it's, they definitely went viral. That's awesome. You know, and across Twitter, Instagram, it picked up a couple of big, um, um, uh, I don't know if it's uh, guys or girls or their pages from Twitter or social media like who have a lot of followers, yeah. they retweeted it and reposted it. Oh, that's great. So it it blew up there as well, like yeah. over on uh, <laughs> o- Overtime Women's Basketball, which is a huge women's basketball page, posted it, and they got over like 300,000 views and likes on that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's blowing up everywhere. So I think it's easy to say if you combined it all, they easily went over a million. Yeah. So. I, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If you, know, if you can't play basketball, let's make videos. Let's make TikTok, man. It got away for us. <laughs> I thought it was just pretty cool for us it to was. see, you know, our girls, you know. You know, you don't, you, you watch those videos videos, and you don't, you know, you don't think it could be us. And, you know, our girls, you know, they went viral. And we were at least for this past week, we were the cool thing yeah. around the nation. So yeah. that was pretty cool. That's really neat. Yeah. And uh, is there some, is there, uh, uh, you may not want to call out who's responsible, but is there, is there a ringleader of this, yeah. of this group? Our, our freshman, uh, Kayla, and she, yeah, she was, uh, she's, she's a little TikTok famous now. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I so. haven't done TikTok. That should not be a surprise to anybody, but, uh, uh, I'm glad that somebody on campus is, and I'm glad Kayla's getting us uh, introduced to yeah, the world right, out there. Exactly. So. Everybody's, she said, she told me today at practice, she, well, after practice, she said, Coach, everybody wants to know where's America's Georgia? And she said, that's all in our uh, messages and in our, um, <laughs> and on our uh, feeds. All right. Where's America's Georgia? And, and she needs to start letting them know that our games are available there to go. watch. Exactly. Right? We have a great uh, video feed and, and people can go to our website and watch the games exactly. and get to know the players as players as, Most, as, exact, as, as, instead of dancers. Exact, exactly. Right. right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I challenged them this week. We want to do as well on the court <laughs> as we did on social media this week. Let's tear it up on the court as well. <laughs> I understand. Well, that's uh, so. Is there a, is there a, is there like a team meeting about how you follow up a viral video with what's next on the agenda? Well, well we, we've uh, that's one of our goals is to have a successful social media platform within the women's basketball uh, platform here and just to be attractive uh, to recruits and you know students to draw them in. So we're starting uh, next week, it'll be TikTok Thursdays <laughs> from our GSW <laughs> Women's Basketball. So y'all can start looking for that. We got Wallpaper Wednesdays and uh, TikTok Thursdays now. So, Very good. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, besides making TikTok videos, uh, the women's basketball team and all of our student athletes are heavily involved in community service. And so, can talk to us a little bit about what you guys have been able to do in this COVID environment. How do you keep doing community service when, you know, actually getting out and maybe, you know, being up close with it, people isn't quite as easy. Right. So I think we've been, uh, thanks to Nikki and uh, our AD Mike uh, leader, uh, we were able to do some things with the athletic department. Uh, we started out with a huge parade. Uh, for Magnolia Manor, which was awesome, where we could just drive by a drive-by parade and um, put a smile on all their faces and um, 
play some 60s and 70s music and you know just to see them singing and dancing from outside of our cars and you know just making little signs for them was just it was truly it was amazing just to see the smiles on their faces so we tried to stay busy with some things like that also with the the shields um we were blessed uh to be able to give back to all frontline workers in, in georgia uh and you know making shields so we we had that going on as an athletic department and as soon as our women's basketball team got here like I had our girls on it. They were ready to go. And um, so we, we took part in that. We're also making uh, dog toys for... I saw that. Yeah, you know, so we we just been... Even though we're socially distanced, we still want to be, you know, heavy in the community doing things. And uh, again, Coach Leader and uh, Coach Nikki with softball has been... They've been great. They've been great with that, you know, kind of ringleading us and... Um, in our community service efforts. Yeah, and, and so, you know, as a student athlete, they have certainly to play. Yeah. They have to go to class. They yep. have to be able to maintain their grades. And then uh, and they do this, they do a significant amount of community service. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, being a student athlete is is not easy, it's, right? It's not easy. It's not easy. Those days, days get filled up. You know, we I tell them all the time, every week our goal is to be successful in the classroom, in the community, and on the court, our three C's. And we want to be great in all facets of that. And I felt like majority of the week since we have been back in school, we have been we've been unbelievable. Just the commitment from, from our young women, they have been great. No complaining. They don't care if they have to get up at 6 in the morning. You know, I stay up till 9 o'clock sometimes with study hall. They have been they have been truly 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 a blessing to be around. Yeah, yeah. I know when back when I uh, played, uh, we always talked about game day as payday. Yeah, you know you're gonna you do a lot of the work, you go to the practices, you do all those things, and the the opportunity to play yes was payday. That's right. And uh, and, and so it's tough now because we don't know when payday is yeah. gonna be <laughs> exactly, and you don't know how many how many times you're gonna get paid. Yep. Um, and so uh, I know that, that uh, you, you and all, all the rest of the coaches are, are doing a great job of keeping our, our teams and our players, our students uh, connected and, and uh, engaged. And uh, it's such an important part of the campus spirit and, uh, and the campus uh, life to have the student athletes here, but to have them compete and to bring a, a lot of pride and joy to the institution. Most so uh, we appreciate the work you do and we appreciate that. Uh, in tough circumstances, tough environment, uh, you guys are, are st stay, staying after it. Yes, and, most uh, definitely. We, Thank you. We know that uh, uh, you have to learn. We all had to learn some new skills, yes. but some some new motivational skills yes. and techniques to keep most everybody definitely. fired up. And we want to thank the the student athletes for uh, for their efforts. And uh, it's tough to practice and practice and practice yeah. and practice and never not, quite not know right. yeah. what's, uh, when it's going to happen. But uh, the good news is I, I'm, I'm confident we're going to play some basketball yeah. games. Yeah. Um, you know, there's still some debate uh, out there as to how many, how many, right. Uh, and when we'll start. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've heard anywhere from 22, you know, 15 to 22 yeah. games this season. Uh, so we're, we're certainly, uh, 
looking forward to being able to announce the schedule and, and a start date and all that. But you get to start practice, uh, full-time practice, regular practice, November 1st. November 1st, And yeah. uh, that'll certainly be helpful. Yeah. And uh, I, I hope the players will at least uh, appreciate that step Most in the definitely. in the process. Um, a couple other things I wanted to mention. We I mentioned our enrollment uh, being uh, – high 3,162 if I forgot to mention that or if you forgot to remember that number uh, I wanted to say it again uh, but we we have 115 uh, new freshmen that are part of our partnership with Joko Normal University in China uh, we have 115 I think it's 113 students that are sophomores uh, in the program and we welcomed 115 new freshmen to the program they started classes on october the 9th and so we were able to get them uh, enrolled in our class and obviously with covid and the travel restrictions we are uh, running this program a little differently than we had originally anticipated but it is continuing to operate and we're continuing to enroll students and so we're very excited to have those students with us uh, we've also been working quite a bit this week on ACE Building, the Academic Center for Excellence Renovation. Uh, we are continuing to see progress there. We anticipate that building will be open by the time we get to the start of the second semester. Uh, the, the, the specific uh, finish date is uh, moving a little bit from early November to early December as we uh, work down the list of changes and uh, adjustments that typically come uh, towards the end of construction projects. But we are uh, still on pace and we uh, are very excited that uh, we did not run into any issues in the building. And so we are set aside for contingency was uh, available for us to use on additional work at the building. And so we will finish out uh, probably uh, about 80, 85, uh, maybe 90% of the building uh, and very excited about that and the way it's going to look. I can't wait for folks all across campus to see it and for it to be uh, in use to help us and help students be more successful here on campus. So that project is coming along nicely. The Flory Chapel project is uh, out for bid and uh, we anticipate that the winning bid will be announced before Christmas and so we expect that about the time that the um, ACE building completes work uh, those uh, construction uh, fences and uh, cars and trucks and everything will just relocate uh, to the Flory Chapel uh, area and we will uh, start project start work on the next project so all of you who have been uh, avoiding the the traffic over there by the ace building you might have to change your parking sh parking plans as we as we move some of that construction to another part of campus but uh, but it's good news we're making progress at the university and uh, continuing to improve our facilities as we grow our student population so i want to thank everybody for their patience and their involvement and their help in making those things happen. Uh, Coach, we want to uh, thank you for spending some time with us today. We wish you guys the best of luck you. in thank your you. TikTok uh, <laughs> efforts. And, uh, and I certainly hope that we get you on the basketball court very soon yeah. and that we get to see uh, the Hurricanes in action 
competing uh, for the university and and uh, I know you guys are are going to be a, a great team this year and and we know coach Coombs has a, a really solid group of guys yes. that are, he's going to put a good team on the floor for yes. us as well yes. and uh, I know that uh, the work that you've done to help the the women and, and and the men and our softball players and our baseball players all the coaches have done to keep their attitudes uh, and their um, uh, I guess just their desire yeah. to play at a high level, yeah. uh, even among this craziness and uh, keeping them enrolled and keeping them on track to be graduates is yes. the most important most thing. Important. And uh, getting to play is a bonus yep. that uh, obviously we've learned can be taken away. Exactly. But uh, when we hopefully when we get to play it again, they'll realize how special that part of it is. Yes. So we, we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in action. So hope everybody has a great weekend. Remember, we got preview day tomorrow. We're welcoming some new uh, potential freshmen to campus, and then we'll be back next week for another great week at Georgia Southwestern. Have a great weekend. <laughs>